Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. All right, we are live once again here on the Veteran Wealth Secrets channel. I'm Scott Tucker, and thank you for joining us, whether you're watching this live, if you pop in, or later on down the road. I'm excited because anytime we're talking with someone where this, their story, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get into it here. I'll, I'll get the answers for you. But with, when there's a story there that aligns with all the stuff I talk about in the book, position yourself to be able to go figure it out, what it is you want to do or how you bring value into the world and then take massive action and do it. That what's, makes me so excited to have on Chief Master Sergeant Dana Hughes from the Air Force recently transitioned out of the military and got into business. But let me read your bio here quick, specifically. Tired from the Air Force as a Chief Master Sergeant after 30 years on active duty in 2019. And after an eight-month personal sabbatical, dove into entrepreneurship and became the owner and operator of the Hughes Healthy Vending. And uh, we'll definitely get into the, the healthy vending stuff. I think that's a great idea, great concept for entrepreneurship. But I'm more excited to hear about 30-year Chief Master Sergeant. I know you've, you, you're used to following rules and stuff. And to see that you, it looks like intentionally took, a, nobody uses the word sabbatical. It's just like, yeah, I was unemployed. I was on a sabbatical. No, you go on a sabbatical <laughs> to, to learn. And I often talk about how after 11 years overseas, I was in the military and out as an expat, traveled to 50 countries, going on these journeys. Maybe it's travel, maybe it's something else to self-taught. That's what sabbatical means. Tell us about that. I just want to hear the what led up to that? How long were you preparing for it? What made you be able to pull it off? Oh, again, Scott, thank you for having me. But yeah, so I was started preparing my exit in 20, 2006. That's when I really started planning my exit strategy. And again, as anyone who knows me, I like planning because I like to make sure I can transition or exit or whatever I'm going to do easily. With that being said, I start making uh, different type of moves, i.e., you know, doing investments, investing and making sure I am not accumulating a lot of bills mm -hmm. and making sure that as I'm reviewing my plan, um, making sure I'm able to pivot whichever way I need to go to. And you just push forward until when I make chief. And at the tail end of that, of my time in the military, I am sitting in the tap class. And that was like the second one I had been to because it was a lot of information. And I just, the lady kept talking about your resume. <laughs> and I for, I'm like, what? And you're like, what corporation <laughs> that you work for 30 years that the next thing they're training you for is another job? Mm. I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. And I talked to a mentor of mine that I had forgot when he retired, he took off 
five years. And I remembered him saying, look at your numbers. I crunched my numbers. And as I was looking at how everything was getting ready to, the car was going to be paid off. I already had a house, so that was not a debt I was going to incur. Mm-hmm. So everything was lining up that I blindly fell into because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just seeing what was sticking, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I said, I'm taking a a sabbatical, a mental reset, because for 30 years, this is what I know. When I get up, when I'm going to PT, when I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I just didn't want to stay with that basically institutionalized mindset. So I said, I need to do a mental reset. So that is how the sabbatical came about. And I'm still in it in a bit, even though I went in and opened up a business, started a business. I'm still finding myself because there's some other businesses that I see that I want to get into. Mm -hmm. But it is about ensuring that I have my numbers in order that allowed me to do this and breathe because there's a lot of white noise that you have to kind of let settle and then go, okay, this is, okay, this is what I want to do versus, oh, I got to go back to work immediately. You, mm-hmm. you don't have time to decompress and, and make sure you find in yourself your true meaning for this other new life that you're going to have because are you training are you doing it for get another job because you need to or do you want to go and find your purpose so yeah and gosh that that, that's such a man that that might be such a personal decision to say nope i know you guys are going to send me through all these systems where we got to check boxes and go to this booth and then learn this skill and have somebody teach you, do a fake mock interview or whatever. And nobody bothers to ask, is this what I want to do? And I love the way you said that, like what corporation trains its people to get another job, unless it's, we're just trying to hook them up because we had to fire them. But (laughs) I find that I say that often. It's like, our military's job is to win our nation's wars, not to get everybody a job. Not that they shouldn't try, but why would we expect them to be good at it? Or to lump everybody into the same hole. Tell us a little bit more how you gave yourself the permission to, to just shun all that and, and say, no, I, I want to spend you know time on me. And why is it so important? Because often they'll say, hey, read this book. What color is your parachute? Take this personality quiz. I'm guessing you, you did that a little bit and we're like, no, there's more to it than this. Can you tell us your kind of thoughts and epiphanies around that? So my epiphany, like I said, the, the first part was being in that class and mm-hmm. she kept talking about this resume. <laughs> and again, just trying to put me in the box because it's based upon what your duty titles are. And I'm like, I know I'm more than this. Right. And I initially, to be honest, Publix was where I was. I had my sights on going to work for Publix. I had did my research I had did all my college papers on that, on, on Publix. So that's where I was going to go. But I happened to go in there as I was on um, terminal leave. And it was, it was crazy, but the cashier kind of triggered something in me when I know that she is supposed to say, did you find everything? So on and so forth. And I guess she was having a bad day. And I was just like, I think her name was uh, Tina. I said, Tina, I know you're supposed to ask me these things. And clearly 
this is not morning because I was in there early. I said, mm -hmm. morning is not your thing. So how about you ask your supervisor to move you to a different ship in which you're more of a better suited for yourself. And as I am doing this, I'm like, I am not in the military anymore. <laughs> and I, it, because I, if you work for me, it's, I have certain expectations. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I know what public's core goals are, core values, everything. And after that, I was like, I'm not, I wouldn't be good for any employer at this point because I am still here mm -hmm. and I needed to find what it was that, what was for me and it was not going to work for someone else. So what happened next? So after that, so I, I said that, so I basically started working on projects in the house and one July, I forgot what time it was, but one July I was going through just looking at different businesses and I came across vending and it is a billion dollar industry mm. and it's an industry in which you can, you set your schedule and it's something I'd never, again, it is totally out my comfort zone, mm -hmm. but it has processes. Were you looking, were you just like, all right, I want to start a business, entrepreneurship. Were you look, looking at specific models or because um, to come into vending, I, that's a real cool, unique subset. As you said, billion dollar industry. Not many people know about it. It's people don't know you can you know, flip real estate. It's like, really? <laughs> but were you looking at franchise? How did you test and, and test the waters? You might have thought even about doing your own consulting firm or something like yes. that. But. So I all those things, right? The consulting. Okay. But the one thing was I didn't it wasn't about the money for me with the consulting. That was the crazy part. Someone's like, you just want to, I said, I don't, I just want people to be able to transition, transition mm. nicely and easily. I said, you know what? I can do that. That's an easy day. But when it came to getting into business, I looked at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And then I was looking at the startup money with that. I said, oh, no. Mm -mm. Vending, it's not, a, it's not a lot of, it's low startup cost. Mm -hmm. And as I looked into it, and I'll tell anybody, I did it backwards, okay? I did not really flush it out like most people will tell you to do before you go into business. <laughs> I jumped in, bought three machines, and kicked it. You know what I mean? And, and someone's like, you just, I'm like, if you're going to do it, and granted, I'm in a position where it, it didn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I, I wouldn't tell anyone to do that. But, you know, it, it just it put my feet to the fire, and so I'm in it. And then COVID hit, and that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations on. But that's the thing is, we say I wouldn't recommend somebody else to take the risks I took. But as you said, you positioned yourself for it. So is it a risk when now you're in control of your time, you're in control of your current investment? You you figure out pretty easily is the more you have, the better it works out. That's the idea with any sort of you know, scalable business. And, and, and so you position yourself to be able to do it. So how long ago was that when you bought your first three machines? And where has that led you now? How's that kind of industry work? Like I said, that was in July, 2019. Yeah. Just a year and a half ago. And right now it has lent, I had a different vision. I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go into schools and gyms. Mm -hmm. It's, it didn't happen that way. It didn't go that way because of COVID and some other things. Right, so right, right. now I, I had to pivot. 
So now I'm, we're building, where I live, they're building a lot of luxury apartment homes, complexes that they have the fitness centers and the different things they want to offer these different amenities. So that is where I'm pivoting my focus at right now to get into that. And then we'll go from there because again, I want to, it is a scalable business, but I want to make sure I have my footprint where I want it to, I want to have it before I go, Oh, and let's go here. So, um, yeah, well, no, that's that's so important because hey, we can plan for what's ahead, and then something you know changes out of the blue. This happens for a lot of people who weren't planning to get out of the military and get medically retired. It's like they got four months, and yet you said you started planning your for your transition uh, in two thousand six. So that was mm-hmm. gosh over ten years before you actually got out. Correct. And I'm sure you never thought about becoming a vendor. You know, or, or or getting into even business at all, but I know that's where you wanted to t- dive in a little bit deeper today is planning the the exit and early, and you know what that means, and 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 how do you position your skill sets, increase them, finances, whatever it might, relationships, <laughs> networking. <laughs> Tell us more about what you think is so important about the early exit or preparing early for the exit. Yeah, preparing your for your early exit is knowing your numbers. If you say, okay, I'm getting out. Mine was at 22 years. I knew I was going to get out at 22 years. Looking at my numbers, looking at everything that I had going on, because my daughter was in high school, I believe, or middle school, what have you. So I'm factoring all these different things in and making those adjustments as deemed necessary. Because when I hit 22, my plan didn't come about. God's plan came about because I was in a different job that I loved and so calm and I was still enjoying myself. So that allowed me to extend my uh, exit strategy and start getting even deeper into my plan. So that is, I got so many years left. Let me buy a car that will be paid off by the time I get ready to do X, Y, and Z. So I, the only bill I will have is my house, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm a firm believer that if you start early, the last two years, because that last year of whatever year, whatever you're going to leave, it's a blur. It's a lot. And I don't think two years is enough <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it's just so many things that those two years kind of, that the, that gives you time to go back to make sure you've, if you miss some things, you can go ahead and adjust or whatever, fill in those gaps. But you have to know your numbers and, and make sure you address them accordingly. Because I know some people, not everyone will retire. Some people will be non-voluntarily told to get out yeah. due, due to their actions or due to whatever. <laughs> and so if you know your numbers and be sensible about how you are spending your money and stop not waiting until you're in retirement before you start investing, and seeking out uh, different avenues, because I think entrepreneurship, being in military, most based upon whatever business you're going to go into, you want to go into, you can hone that while you in the military. And that even helps you with your exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just uh, advocating, I advocate for people to get financially straight, get your numbers. And as you see your time is coming close, then everything should come out where you are not as stressed as most people come out stressed when it's that time to exit. Yeah. And, and that's a great point. Cause 
if you think about it from an entrepreneur's perspective, we always want more than one customer because if you only have one customer, then yeah, that's risky. If something goes wrong, it could be nobody's fault. Yet when we get out of the military, we're looking for one customer, one employer. And, and, and so I love your idea of getting started early, whether that's saving money, building a skill set, because in this day and age, you can create multiple sources of income in, in, in small ways, build some skill sets on the side. Can you go into a little more detail? What does the uh, the the vendor, am I even saying that right? The vending <laughs> business, sorry. It's going to be a long day already. No, <laughs> how does the vending business work? I think a lot of people who, who listen to us understand kind of real estate investment and flipping houses and that kind of stuff. Is this something where you're individually trying to get as many properties um, as you want, vending machines, or are you now offering a specific machines or products or stuff to other people or, or is it all the above it's all the above because that again you, you have some people that they also sell machines and then they also have their own machines that they put out but i chose the where i provide free vending services that are stocked with gluten-free vegan just things that are a little bit healthier than what we're, we're normally accustomed to in, in, in vending machines. And, but it's just real estate in a sense though, it's about location. Mm -hmm. So you have to go out and look at different areas in which you would think a, your vending machine would get a lot of traffic and you can have your, you can have a very automated machine. Cause like my machines, they are cash contactless. I can monitor the inventory from my home. <laughs> so wow. it's like, so it's like, if it's empty, then I say, okay, I need to go and do this run and so on and so forth. So that helps me manage my time. But it just depends on the person and how deep they want to get into the business. But it's, it is some, it's somewhat like real estate because you have to scope out, go and site, do site visits. And then you have to talk to people and somewhat sell them because a lot of people say, you know, well, how much you're going to charge? I don't charge anything. Just allow me to provide the service mm -hmm. and to your residents or whomever. And I maintain it. Anything that needs to be done, I do it. And, and so far it is, it's working out like it needs to, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I have no complaints, but yeah, vending is, it's, it's, I'm not telling you it's easy. I won't tell anybody that because again, well, nothing. Yeah, nothing, you know, <laughs> worth it, it, it should be easy, but geez, look at I look what that sabbatical, you know, gave you is the opportunity to say, I'm going to try this thing. And, and and maybe you're still figuring it out as it happens. But to, to me, it sounds like, man, you're learning how real estate works. I don't learn that in my business, but you're having to understand how commercial real estate works. That's a pretty skill set, not to mention networking with all these types of folks. Also understanding the ins and outs of a business, supply and demand, the economics of it. And I'm sure you or, or family or employees are running around and, and doing the work. So you still got to get out. And so for people who you know want to build a business, but you know, also don't want to be stuck behind a computer all day. It's, it sounds great for veterans who like like a mix of both worlds, I, I would say, in, in some regards, right? Yes, yes. Because again, it allows flexibility and you just you get to meet a whole lot of different people in, in mm -hmm. businesses. Because again, like I said, my focus is on apartment complexes, luxury ones. Now I get to talk to a whole lot of people and understand how what their vision is. Mm -hmm. And I can customize my snacks to what they're I'm like, oh, you 
oh, you want vegan stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's more gluten-free. Gotcha. You want the, so that is, I, I think it is a, a business that suits veterans very well. But again, it's not going to be easy. It's work. And if you up for some, some mind-boggling things sometimes, hey, it, 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 it's good. Hey, well, we're, we're usually <laughs> used to it. I'm assuming this is your friend. We have a comment from Faye Messick. And so she said, she's so proud of you. Clearly you're doing the right things. And most importantly, inspiring. I, I think a lot of veterans who have you know, been in, not sure what they want to do. You don't always have to know exactly what you want to do, but you can start to create the self-employment where you get to choose the time and, and so on and so forth. So thank you, Dana, for, for sharing all that wis- wisdom and, and showing up on the show. What's what's next for you? You said you might have some other ideas you're getting into. Is that something down the road we should chat about? Yeah, um, or- <laughs> my thing is, again, like we talked about consulting, I want to get my vending business a little bit more solidified. So that way I can go out with a group of my squad women and we talk to women about financial readiness mm-hmm. that are right now, I would like to focus on the ones in the military simply because that's where my, that's my heart right now. You know what I mean? And so that, but it's that free of charge. So they don't think that we have anything to gain, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or just want to do it say, hey, this is what worked for us. And we just want to help you guys get there without with less stress as much as possible, I should say. So, but that's later on down the road. I just need to get this first. <laughs> hey, hey, honestly, you're doing it right now. If that turns into, you're putting your message out, hey, this is what worked for us. If you're interested in something different, just that right there, being able to share this video uh, and podcast, I, I think will be helpful for others. And then hopefully it ends up in a speaking career or something one day. But no, obviously we'd like to talk to you more offline about sharing that education and stuff and, and tell you a little bit more about what we're doing to open up the minds of of, uh, <laughs> of our service members about how the fi- financial world works and how opportunity works after the military. But so how do people uh, find you, get a hold with you, connect with you? Who should be reaching out uh, okay. to, to connect? Hughes Healthy Vending. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook. I mean, if you don't want to, you know, delve into the, you don't need a vending machine or services like that, but you just want to talk to me personally, I'm Dana Hughes and I'm on LinkedIn. But it's HughesHealthyVending.com is where you can reach me at or HughesHealthyVending at gmail.com as well. Awesome. Thanks again, Dana. And thanks, everybody. Hey, listen, we're bringing on folks that are going to tell us about all the different ways to to participate in the world in post-military life. Really, it's up to you, but you got to be in a position to make a choice. So, Dana, thanks for coming and sharing your story, because you are definitely an example of someone who prepared with plenty of time to, to go figure it out and took all the right steps to do it. So, appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Yep. Bye-bye. Well, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.